Welcome to Santa Cruz Naturalist, I'm Emily Donham. Today we're going to take a tour of the Younger Lagoon Reserve with the director of the Younger Lagoon Reserve, Elizabeth Howard. Here's Elizabeth now. So Younger Lagoon Reserve is part of the UC Natural Reserve System. There's 41 reserves in the system and each one is unique. Some reserves are really big, you know, many thousands of acres, and there are more traditional field stations in a remote site behind a locked gate. Uh, you know, need to have an application on file to go and use a reserve, really an outdoor classroom, outdoor laboratory. That's the same thing that we do here, but you know, we're, we're not many thousands of acres. We're 72 acres. We're not in a remote, pristine setting. We're right on the edge of town and we're in between working farmland and the edge of Santa Cruz on our coastal science campus. And despite that, the reserve is super unique. Uh, lots of different habitat types, lots of different plants and animals live here. It's really this like hidden gem on the side of town. It is kind of crazy because you can actually be down in the coastal campus for like a really long time and not even fully realize that you're in the lagoon uh -huh. or even what it really looks like like it's kind of hidden yeah uh -huh. um it is sort of tucked away so there's a berm that protects the lagoon from noise and light intrusion um and there are a few little like cutouts along the way where you can get some good glimpses of the lagoon itself this is so pretty to be able to get such a great vantage point here on this lookout. Um, so we're looking out across the lagoon. We're looking over to the slopes of the lagoon itself. So they have really nice coastal scrub, which is a mix of shrubs, basically coastal shrubs. And then on top of that, there's some coastal prairie, which is comprised of long-lived native perennial bunch grasses. They're really cool grasses. They can live for hundreds of years. And then also forbs or wildflowers that are up there as well. The, because of the water being a mix of freshwater and salt water, around the edges of the lagoon, as you're closer to the ocean, you see plants that um, indicate salt water. So there's pickleweed and salt grass. We say they like to have their feet wet. It really means they can stand having their feet wet. And then those plants have adaptations to deal with salinity. In the case of pickleweed, the plant concentrates salt near the tips of the leaves, and then those leaves break off. As you get further up into the arms of the lagoon, the saltwater marsh plants drop out and you see freshwater mar marsh plants like cattails and reeds. And then as you get up even further, you see willows. And so I always try to let students know that learning your plants is a really great way of starting to understand the landscape. You don't need to have a fancy water chemistry salinity meter to know something about the water in this lagoon. You come out, you see pickleweed around the edges, it's like, okay, I think there's some saltwater influences. Or places where I start to see cattails and willows, I'll start to think, oh, that's a place where fresh water is coming in. In the lagoon itself, there's lots of different species. So there's fish that live in the lagoon, there's tidewater goby in the lagoon, which is federally endangered species. And there are three-spined stickleback, which are super interesting and can live in freshwater and brackish water and salt water. Each one of those is about the size of your pinky. For most of the year, the lagoon is cut off from the ocean 
by a sandbar. And that's pretty typical. A lot of our coastal lagoons look like that. Over the course of the winter, the water level in the lagoon rises. And then we'll get a big storm with a lot of wind and a lot of waves. And when that happens, usually on a receding tide, we'll get this little nick in the sandbar. And then the water that's built up behind the sandbar will flow out to the ocean. The fish that live in the lagoon, some of them, they start to hunker down in little pools of water that's, that are left behind. Others get picked off by the flocks of birds that start flying in and feasting on the stranded fish. And then some of the fish actually go out into the ocean and will swim to other nearby lagoons and recolonize. It just looks like a pond. It's kind of crazy to think of it being this super dynamic system that's going to just all of a sudden drain. I think as humans, it's pretty natural to see something one time or even see something for a year or a couple years and think, this is the way it is. And what this lagoon has taught me, I've been here now for 13 years, and it's different every year. And I still see things that I haven't seen before. You've been listening to Santa Cruz Naturalist. I'm Emily Donham. Special thanks to my guest, Elizabeth Howard, and as always, to all of you for tuning in.